it's a post-Royal Rumble show. Royal Rumble took place from St. Louis, Missouri at the Dome at America's Center. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. I'm very relaxed tonight, so we're good to go. How's your week been? Well, it's been a little uh, challenging because, as I was just telling you before we um, came on the air, my mom had uh, major surgery yesterday, but well, she's, she's, well, she's she, good and she's home now. Or I should and, say, uh, I or I should say, your weekend because it's only Tuesday. It's still the beginning of the week. Yes, well, you know. So, so everything's all good then. Yeah, she came home this morning and everything's going to be fine. That's all. That's good. Yeah, yeah. hospitals aren't fun, especially if you want to get get sleep. That's that's the wrong place to do it. I know that. No, she. Um, well, we both know that the food in the hospitals are disgusting. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, I uh, I once had a burger and had it not been for the bun, it looked like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh. Ew. Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn. But, uh, but anyway, um, so she had like three things of chocolate ice cream, so that's all she could eat there because the rest of it was disgusting. Oh, that's good ice cream. At least that's something, right? Yeah. But anyway, so I'm, I'm a lot more relieved than I've been in uh, about a year, so it's going to be a good show tonight. Yes, it is. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble that took place on Saturday night. And, oh, hmm. I mean, I liked it, but some of it, uh, some of, some of the, the two Rumble matches more were just like, they weren't bad, but they were just like odd. Some, some, of, the, uh, some, of, some of the appearances. Well, given what ended up transpiring... Um, which which wouldn't have been obvious in our um, prediction show because we were we were basing our predictions on the card. So a lot of this, at least from my end, is going to sound like I'm backtracking from my original predictions. I'm not. It, it's just that um, it was hard. For me, even though it was easy to see what was going to happen um, at at the Royal Rumble this year, um, the the match card didn't look like what it turned out to to be setting up. So that's why a lot of our um, you know Rumble predictions were were like way off. But once I um, once I explain. Um, what I was thinking, I think it'll make more sense to you. So, um, but yeah, this should be a very um, abbreviated show, but I'm actually looking forward to it um, because um, I think I think you'll find me uh, being much more analytical versus going on a rant. And quite frankly, I'm not very much in the mood to go on rants. So. Uh, so before before we enter, let's uh, tell the fans what we have for them, which is a little different because usually I do that before we start the show. So here we go. Um, like Ben said, it's an abbreviated show. 
we aren't doing any of the weekly shows. Well, we usually do Monday Night Raw being as Tuesday, but we're not going to be doing that tonight. We have Royal Rumble 2022, and we have Time Warp. And Ben, we've got a couple of uh, cards in Time Warp. Yeah, in, in addition to the Time Warp, don't forget we got to do Wrestling Roulette, because i got to redeem myself. And we also have Wrestling Roulette, yes, uh, so the Time Warp cards we have are September 17th and September 16th, 1991, the final two shows from Japan that the WWF held in 91, which I'm relieved to get over and done with because these were a chore to get through. I mean, with all the names that I had to pronounce. Yeah, I... Uh... I've been very impressed. I mean, I mean, had I been trying to, uh, you know, talk about those cards, I would have been mispronouncing myself. You wouldn't know what the hell I just said. But in addition to that, we also have a card from Jan- Sunday, January 1st, 1993, WWF House Show at the Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens, which I attended. And uh, this was uh, pretty good. I really enjoyed this card. Uh, it was uh, more enjoyable than uh, the first two that I went to uh, in ni- three years earlier, in 1990. Of course, those ones were good, but this one, some of the matches, they may not sound like it on paper, but when, you, when you're like actually there live, it was a pretty cool atmosphere. Very good. Yeah, I've, I've been to a few uh, house shows myself, so I, I know how the atmosphere is much different. And actually, um, you know, my my friend was recently at a house show, and you know how typically we have a lot to um, dissect coming from Monday Night Raw, what, why would they do that, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Well, what he was saying that the house show was... Um, was very enjoyable, but I guess the, the format's different since, since it's not on TV. And of course, we're going to round it up with. We have audio clips, Ben. We have the yes. Nor- North American Wrestling Association from February 9th, 1990. Well, I, I personally like it when you can find audio clips because I just think it adds a certain um, excitement to the show. I really enjoy this, the Time Warp segment, just for that, because, like, I'm I'm your teacher, you're my student, but I'm also a student because a lot of these matches, I never even knew they took place because I was, like, eight or nine years old when these matches were happening. And And I wasn't even a thought. And I also have something extra for you as well, aside from Wrestling Roulette and Time Warp. I have a mini quiz for you. Oh, God. Trivia. Yes, sir. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Uh, Let me just uh, get these all set, and we'll get into the rumble. Absolutely. All right. So, put those back in there. All right. Alright, so let's get into the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble took place Saturday, January 29th from St. Louis, Missouri at the Dome at America Center. I don't know why it's called that, but... Yeah, that's a little strange. 
And uh, this match started out hot with uh, the Universal Championship, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Well, well, right, right off the bat, let me just let me just say something. The entrance by Seth Rollins was completely amazing. Oh my, I love that entrance. That was amazing. Wow, I there are no words for that. When I saw that. I was like, yes. I just stood there frozen in front of the TV. Yeah, because at first I was I was confused because you know um, Roman Reigns came out first, and I was I was thrown off by that because as as we both know, typically the the champion comes out last. Yes. But in this case, this was masterful because not not only does it fit. Roman Reigns heel character to do whatever the hell he wants to do, but it also played into the head games that Seth Rollins was playing with with Roman Reigns um, by playing the old uh, original Shield music. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I heard, you know, Sierra Hotel Indio Echo Del- Lima Delta and Shield, I was like, oh shit! And sure enough. He comes out smiling like a Cheshire cat, talking, <laughs> talking about Seth Rollins. He has the creepiest smile I've ever seen. But um, <clears throat> but instead of coming out in a multicolored suit looking like a Chinese buffet, he he, uh, he comes out in the original uh, Shield Riot attire, which I thought was awesome. And uh, the way that they played off of um, Roman getting pissed that um, that Seth would do that. I, the whole thing was just absolutely uh, masterfully done in terms of uh, Seth's entrance. So I really enjoyed that. And then the majority of the match, um, I really enjoyed, you know, um, because Seth was getting the upper hand early and it was kind of like, Roman had to weather the storm, and uh, you know, and really, this was the first time where I've seen Roman have an opponent where I think they legitimately got into his head. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, your my co-host is muted for some reason. I didn't even realize I was muted. Sorry about that. Um, however, I didn't like the ending. Yeah, I, and, and that's the, and that's the one thing that I didn't like either, um, because um, Seth had uh, Seth had Roman in a submission maneuver, and I'm trying to scroll down because I can't remember exactly what the what the submission was uh let's see here let me um oh yeah it was a it was like a guillotine choke yeah it's that um submission hold that he uses yeah um and um and so it looked like uh it looked like roman was gonna tap out you know he was like fingertips away from the rope but he couldn't quite get it and it looked like he passed out and then this is where I got a little, well, actually a lot irritated because it was just so lame. 
Um, so Charles Robinson goes to pick up his arm, you know, you know, because if the arm drops three times, the the match gets stopped, and you know, yep. someone someone goes to sleep. Yep. So um, instead of doing that, it was it was one arm drop, but. Robinson dropped Reigns' arm directly on the rope. And like it was just so blatant. Wow. Okay, so that's what happened. I was like, wait a minute. Because uh, we were talking about this on Sunday night. And uh, they were describing uh, they were describing what happened. And I wasn't... I didn't know if... Uh, what happened. Like, if it was a Roman who grabbed the rope. Uh, no. Okay. Um, no, yeah. No. 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 Now. 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 I understand what happened because I. It wasn't clear uh, when we were talking about it on Sunday night after the pay per view. Yeah. So. But this match was really great, and they gave this one fourteen minutes and twenty five seconds. Well, according to what I'm looking at, it was fourteen forty four, but I, I don't know somewhere in the fourteen minute range. Um. Yeah. But you know. Hold on, Ben, Ben, hold on. Yeah. All right, so, so, go, sorry, go on. Oh, so, um, as I was saying before we had to, uh, had to check something to make sure that we weren't, um, giving you the wrong information, um, the, the one thing that I, that I did not like about this, this match, aside from, the ending that we just talked about. You know, this was a really good match, but my question is this. Where do we go from here? Because because everybody knows because of what happened later on in the, in the evening, and also if you have two eyes and you've been watching wrestling for the last couple months, Everybody knows that it's going to be Roman versus Brock at WrestleMania, and I'm not I don't disagree with that. But my my question is, why would they have this ending if Seth Rollins and Roman aren't going anywhere? Because if this is just a one-off or or. If this is just a one-off deal, or they're gonna have the blow-off match in Saudi Arabia at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, that's not good enough in my opinion because Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns is a WrestleMania main event anywhere in the world. I don't care, I don't care what promotion it would be in or or whatever. This is a main event. Yep. And um, so I was a little bit perturbed. By that, and then um, you know what we saw later on in the evening, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. You know, it, it made it make sense a little bit, but I'm just I'm just saying. You know, I want I want to see Roman versus versus Rollins with no extracurricular bullshit, because I was I was immediately soured on the match. By the way it ended, because it was just, it was so incredibly obvious that either 
either Robinson called an audible or something wasn't supposed to happen that way because if that was the way the match was supposed to end, holy shit, that was lame. And we have uh, the rating for this match according to WrestlingData.com, which is a website that I use to get all the Time Warp uh, cards. Yeah. I absolutely love this website. It's got everything, any result for pay-per-views on whatever date you're looking for. So we have the ratings. 80% gave this a four-star rating. I agree with that, minus the ending. The, the, match, was, the match was very, very good. Next, we had the first Royal Rumble, which was a women's Royal Rumble match. Now, the participants in this one were, of course, uh, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks. Oh, sorry. In order of uh, entry, we had Sasha Banks and Melina at number one and two. Then we had Tamina. Kelly Kelly was at number four. Then we had Aaliyah, Liv Morgan, Queen Selena, Bianca Belair, Dana Brooke, Michelle McCool, Sonya Deville, Natalia, Carmella, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Ivory, Brie Bella, Mickey James, Alicia Fox, Nikki Ash, Summer Rae, Nikki Bella, Sarah Logan, Lita, Mighty Molly, Ronda Rousey, Shotzi, and Shayna Baszler at number 30. Now, Ben? Yeah. Um, the, the legend, Summer Rae. Okay. Now, uh, now, I have, I call issue with some of the, some of these entrants being called legends, okay? Now, wait, there's more than one legend in here? Uh, well, apparently. Oh, who else was a legend that I might have missed? Alicia Fox. She a legend? Who, I'm sorry. I know she's, I know she's there for a very long time. I get all that. But Alicia Fox is not a legend. Although, she looked very good, and I have no problem with Alicia Fox. I was actually a fan. Her, um... You know, or her split personality gimmick kind of freaked me out a little bit. But other than that, I was... Was, that when, was that when she was with Cedric Alexander? Yeah, that was, that was, like, that was <laughs> like the very end of it, yeah. I love, I love that. That sort of the split personality. Yeah, so... Um, so, you know, there were a, a, f- a few things that I liked about this. But over, overall, it was just kind of weird. Because everybody knew... That if Rousey was in it, Rousey was going to win. And, you know, as I said in the opening of the show, it's going to sound like I'm backtracking when I, when I back off the predictions that I made in the, in, the, um, in the pre-show that we did. But just hear me out, okay? okay. And I think this will make sense to you because it, it's – the way that this was laid out certainly didn't make sense to me. So just stick with me with, with my thought process. All right. So it. So if you'll recall, I predicted either Naomi or Bailey was going to win it. If of course Bailey, Bailey being if she was in it. So 
so the reason why I said Naomi in the first place was because I'm trying to make sense of this scenario with Sonya Deville. Like, is this going to be a big storyline? You know, what are they going to do to make this make sense? And, and I thought, you know, the Royal Rumble would be a cool way to get that done with having Naomi win the match and then take on a big authority figure and then perhaps get Sonya Deville out of that role and get her back in the ring. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not really digging Sonya Deville in this capacity. I think she's much better suited uh, in the ring because I am a massive fan of Sonya Deville, but this uh, authority gimmick is getting old. No, I like her better in the ring. Absolutely. So that was my that was my first thought, and then of course, if Bailey was in it, I was gonna have her win it because who doesn't want to see Bailey in a main event at WrestleMania? I mean, for God's sake, everybody wants that, right? Um, no, there were a couple of of cool spots in here, like um, for instance, I was not originally I was not a fan of. Cameron coming in here, but the way that they um, tied that in with the Naomi storyline, with having uh, Sonny Deville be the one to eliminate her, and then uh, Naomi came to check on her before she went and attacked Sonya, and then uh, with Sonya screwing um, uh, Naomi to get her eliminated from the Rumble because it looked like Naomi was on her way back in because it looked like she was going to pull off one of her, you know, uh, female Kofi Kingston moments in the Rumble where she avoids elimination in a fancy way and then uh, Sonya put the kibosh on that. Um, Now, and then the other, one of the other cool moments was uh, Mickey James and the fact that she was uh, that she was announced as Impact World Champion. Yep. Now, now that was cool. We've talked about the garbage bag incident and my feelings on that, and but just strictly from a Rumble um, perspective and me enjoying the mystery of the Rumble, that was kind of cool. Um, and then. As soon as Ronda Rousey came out, because, you know, yes, it was rumored that she was coming back and stuff like that, but I I tend to operate my predictions based on what I see on the card and what I think is going to happen based off of that, not really uh, based on news items, because I think, in my experience, if you go off a news item and then something is wrong then you look like an idiot. So that's why I made the predictions the way I made them. But having said that, as soon as a bad reputation hit, I was like, okay, Ronda Rousey's winning this match. Um, And uh, I was very happy when she eliminated Charlotte. I will will give her that. Um, Now, I know know we said we're going to review Raw... um, uh, later on in the week, but there is one thing about Raw that I want to ask you about uh, while we're on the Women's Rumble here. Yeah. 
So given the fact that Rousey won the Rumble, uh, what did you think of her um, Monday Night Raw return last night? It was terrible. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It was atrocious. You know, I was... I was more entertained by the um, by the Becky Lynch and Lita segment that piggybacked off of that. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. Is this supposed to be Becky Lynch and Lita or Ronda Rousey making her announcement? What the fuck? <laughs> now, now, I know Ronda said that she would make her decision on SmackDown after, after she attacked Becky Lynch, but Jesus Christ. You know, you know, that, that, you, know, you know what I really hate? What's how, that? How she's calling Becky Lynch by her her real name, Rebecca, instead of Becky Lynch. Yeah, I didn't like that either. But the, but the whole, I mean, it seemed to me that uh, Ronda Rousey was sleepwalking through her promo. Oh, so I was not. Her promo was bad. I was not very happy with that no, at all. Nope. So they, they gave this match fifty nine forty and Ben. Uh, it, it was now. I'm sorry. I know this is gonna make me sound like an asshole. Wait, are you giving your rating right now? Um. Well, no. I was just gonna say in general. I okay. Think, okay. Okay. Go on. Because I because I, I want to know what your rating is after. So go on. Okay. Well, I'll I'll get there. Now, granted, this. Um, Rumble was not as bad as I thought it was going to be because based off of the lineup that we went over in our pre-show um, I was like holy shit this is by far and away going to be the worst match of the night and, and maybe even the worst Rumble of all time I was not impressed from that perspective I'm glad to say that I was proven wrong because I don't even think that I think that the women's rumble was better than than the men's, quite frankly, even though I believe that's a sad statement. That being said, this was by far and away the worst women's rumble that we've had. Just by the fact that, one, from a story perspective, it made no sense. Two... Um, as soon as Rousey was in it, I knew that Rousey was going to win. Now, before I give my overall rating to this, I, I want to um, I want to kind of offer another perspective on this in terms of just fair reporting and, and having uh, you know differing viewpoints on this. So I had my friend and my nephew over to watch the Rumble. Oh, they, oh, they made it after? Yes. All right, we, that's, we had that, a great that's time. Good. That's good. Because I know you were saying about the weather. Yeah. Well, well, no worries. No inclement weather showed up, so we were good. Now, with them in the house, I was having myself a good old time, and, I, you know, the evening was fantastic. But... I kind of asked him after the fact, I'm like, you know, what, what did you think of, of the Rumble pay-per-view and the, and the Rumble matches? And they're, and they're like, you know, this was not good. This was not good. And, and they think about wrestling 
the same way that, that you and I do. So, you know, from that perspective, we were on the same wavelength. Now, I have another friend who is actually the owner of the of the independent company that I'm associated with, the Elite Pro, um, Pro Wrestling Alliance. And I was talking to him about his thoughts on the Rumble. And he had an interesting perspective because he is so fed up with WWE and what they do that um, he had not watched the uh, he had not watched the product in over a year, um, which was which is very interesting because he's just like you and I. He's been a fan his entire life, but he's so done with it he hasn't even watched it in over a year. But because He's such a fan of the Rumble. He's like, oh, I'll pop in and take a look at it. Now, he said that he actually thoroughly enjoyed the Rumble, and he posted on Facebook about it. And honestly, I, I was confused, because if you'd asked me about, you know, what what this particular uh, person was going to was going to think about the rumble, I would have said, oh, he's right there with us. He's going to think this sucks. But then he kind of, he kind of explained himself a little bit and, and it made more sense. Right. So he's saying, well, if you're talking, if you're talking to people like you and me about the rumble, obviously you, you and I are going to think it sucks. But from the perspective of, someone who doesn't watch wrestling all the time anymore or the casual fan and then I think the Rumble was a very good one because you have the big names coming out here uh, in, in, in Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar to really draw interest into Wrestlemania and I think everybody's going to watch going to want to see Ronda versus Charlotte, or Ronda versus Becky, and, and and Brock versus Roman. Everybody's gonna want to pay for that, including you. And from that perspective, I agreed with him. So it was just kind of interesting to have that conversation of differing opinions on on the Rumble, but but it, it, it was coming from the same reasoning that we're using right here. So it's just kind of fun to have that conversation and talk wrestling because I'm. Because outside of this podcast, I don't really get to talk wrestling because no one in my family is a professional wrestling fan. So it's just kind of interesting. Kind of like people here? Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting when I can pick somebody's brain and kind of and figure it out that way. And plus, when I talk to this guy, it's, it's interesting from another perspective in, in the fact that he books professional wrestling for a living. So it's just kind of interesting to get his take on things. Um, so, you know, I think we I think we got where we needed to be if Ronda's going to be involved. But it was just it was just kind of like an ass backwards way of doing things. Okay. And then and then we have um, so now that we have um, my overall thoughts on the women's rumble let me give you my official rating for that match i would give it a c minus 
Okay. What would you give it? I I would give it a I would give it a C. Um, but C, and I'm asking you for your rating this time because there's a split here. Twenty five percent each went with uh, two to five stars. Like, 25% gave it a 5, 25 gave it a 4, 25 gave it a 3, 25 gave it a 2. Well, I don't I don't know who's talking about the 5-star shit. They must be smoking some very strong shit. Uh, you know, and I would say that even for the 4 for the and 5-star categories, um, because I just, I don't know what you're looking at if you're going to rate what we saw on Saturday night that high. I, I don't... I, I I give it a three, uh, just based on the wrestling. Okay, well I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see that. All right, so now we move on to the next match: the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defeating Dewdrop. And this match got thirteen minutes even. Now I would say that this was. Um, a very good showing for Dewdrop, and and it, um, and it really it really speaks to Becky Lynch uh, being willing to give so much to Dewdrop in their feud because I was not expecting this to be as competitive uh, as it was. Uh, yeah, for me, and for me, this match was was uh, okay. It was good, but it was just okay. But um, some of the, a couple of the spots in there, when Dewdrop hit the ring steps, and then yeah. that, when, when then when she hit that senton on Becky Lynch, that had to hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, I agree. Um, but can we call her Piper Nevin, please? I know this is a big sticking point. I, I, I mention it all the time. But I, think I, I think I heard where uh, they had trademarked that name, so I think uh, at some point they're going to go back to it. But the, well, one can only hope, because this dewdrop shit ain't getting it done. <laughs> you know, no. and, and, she, and she doesn't deserve to be looked at like a joke, because, you know, she really is talented, you know. I'm telling you, you haven't seen NXT UK, go watch her Piper Niven versus Kaylee Ray Falls Count Anywhere match. Okay, I, I'll have to take a look at that, because the only, the only match I saw of um, Piper Niven in NXT UK was um, was her match with Rhea Ripley, so... Uh, yeah, I know, yeah, no, go look out for that one, that was Kaylee Ray. Piper Niven versus Kaylee Ray, okay. I will do that after we get off the air here because, like I said, if I stop talking so much, it'll be an abbreviated show. Now, I disagree with the rating that this got. 75% gave it a one star. I disagree with that. Yeah, I do too. Come on. It wasn't that bad, okay? I, 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 would, I would give it a, like a three and a half star. Yeah. Then we had the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley... Versus Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, the new WWE champion, come out of this, coming out of this one, and this match got ten minutes and fifteen seconds. Actually, uh, I I was watching this match. I was in my friend's uh, TikTok broadcast. I I believe I brought him up before, Darth Gregor. Yeah. And uh, him him and his uh 
him and his girlfriend uh, were having a bet on how long the match would go. So I told him that I would time it with my stopwatch. Yeah. Cause, because he said that it would go under five. Well, well, she said that it would go over ten. Well, she was right. And, you know, I kind of expected that kind of um, that kind of match between the two of them. Now, this, this match, and I'd be very interested to get your take on this as, as well, Elio. This match, for me, kind of fell in the same uh, trap as um, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Because it was a very good match. Um, aside from the fact that I that I thought um, that I thought Bobby Lashley was going to get drastically injured by those um, suplexes, those of, suplexes were insane. Just by, but by the way that that uh, Lashley was landing on his shoulder, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Because he, he, he's getting folded up like an accordion. You know, if if I challenge anybody to go back there. And look at those suplexes, and you tell me if they look like safe suplexes. I mean, this guy, I thought he was going to fold the shoulder up like an accordion, like I said. But anyway, um, so aside from that, um, it, it was a very good match. Um, but here's what, I, here's what I didn't like about it. Um, well, here's what I did, and here's what I didn't like about it. One was... Reigns' interference made it make sense that Brock would go into the Rumble and get revenge. And, and plus, you know, Reigns realigning himself was with Paul Heyman was great because it, it was a coup the whole time. And you and you and I both suspected all along. If if you guys go back and listen to uh, recent episodes. Both Elio and I suspected that it was a coup between uh, between Roman and Paul to set Brock up. Now, so the execution of that was awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, but the so even though the interference and all of that made sense with, with Roman, um. It, it does have its drawbacks because you know Bobby Lashley versus um, versus Brock Lesnar. Everybody wanted to see that match forever, and instead of it being a straight up match, it was turned into an angle to further Roman versus Brock. And then, you know, and then, and then Brock got into the Rumble later on, and then the second he got into the Rumble, everybody knew that Brock was going to win that Rumble when he got in. As, as soon as the ma- as this match ended the way it was, you know, I, I had I had three people sitting on my couch to my left, and I, I looked at them, and I'm like, well, Brock's winning the Rumble. As soon as as soon as Reigns came out and attacked them, so so I would like to see um, Brock versus Bobby again down the line as a legitimate match, um, you know. But uh, but I understand why they did it. But here but here's what I was talking to you about earlier today via messaging. 
Because why was it necessary for Brock to get in the Rumble and win the Rumble? That's my question, because you could have done Brock versus Roman so many different ways. Because we knew from the get-go that this was what it was going to be at Mania was Brock versus Roman. So now, I'm even further confused, and this is why I, uh, why I was texting you last night, because on Raw, Brock came out and said that he was going to challenge Roman Reigns, but meanwhile, he gets into a promo with Bobby Lashley and gets added to the, um, to the uh, Elimination Chamber match in Saudi to determine the number one contender um, for the WWE title. But yet, he's going to go to WrestleMania to fight Roman for the, um, for the Universal title. So the way that they put that together uh, was a little bit convoluted. And yes, we all knew that this is what it was going to be. But um, just the way that they got there was a, was a lot. So not only did not only did he win the rumble, but just by him being put into the elimination chamber, he he has another opportunity to uh, he has an opportunity to win a title. So why did he need to win the Rumble if he was already going into the Elimination Chamber? You know, I mean, could they make it any more blatantly obvious that Brock Lesnar is going to play a major part in WrestleMania? Newsflash, we knew that fucking a year ago. We knew that, you dipshit. You know, know, he loses the title. This this is what happened in 24 hours with Brock Lesnar. He loses the title, then wins an opportunity to get his title back on the same night, and then the next night on Raw, it's reinforced that he's getting an opportunity, a second opportunity, even though he just got one last night. What the fuck? So if he was going to get all these opportunities to get his title back, to set up a champion versus champion match at Mania, why take it off of him in the first place, you stupid sons of bitches? <laughs> Just leave the title on him until he gets to Mania, and then you know, you know, it's it's tailor made Roman versus Brock at Mania without all this kind of little bullshit. Me losing my breath, you know. Yeah, and, and, yeah, 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 you know what? That's a T-shirt right there. You stupid sons of bitches. I just don't understand the the thought process. This is so simple. <laughs> so here's the rating. Now this again, this is a split rating. Forty percent uh, gave it a three star, and forty gave it a five star. Oh my! Five, a five star match. Well, well, right well. All. Well, twenty uh, percent gave it a four. Uh, sorry, a four star. Okay, I was gonna say forty percent. What the fuck? 
No, forty gave it a five. Forty and forty uh, percent gave it a three, while twenty percent gave it a four. I I just I don't understand that logic at all. I I really don't. For me, for me, I enjoyed the match. I gave it a three star. Well, yeah, I I agree with you. I I I enjoyed the match, but and and, and the the thing with with um. Paul realigning with Roman was awesome, but gee, but Jesus Christ, how many opportunities do, do you need to get Brock Lesnar? Just keep, leave the title on him and let and let Roman and Seth have a banger of a match. Then we move on to the mixed tag match. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Marisi give this match 12 minutes and 30 seconds. This was the low point for me on this uh, pay-per-view. I didn't really care about this match. Well, and, and, and I completely understand, with, and I, I agree. Uh, the, now, the ultimate low light for me was the men's rumble match because I thought that was horrible. But I, but I understand why you thought that this was the low point. Um, number one, I thought it went entirely too long. And number two, the highlight was um, was Maurice's outfit. On, on, on two different occasions, she pulled the leader and played with her song. I, you know, I just, you know, I was just... I was I was distracted and it was it was funny <laughs> it was it was hilarious I, so I had I had my friend you know we go back sixteen years he's my brother you know best friends I had him he's he's forty one then I had his son who's ten my nephew and then I had my 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 nephew's friend who's fifteen. And of course, I'm 33. And every single one of us is just glued to the screen. Like, what? <laughs> so we, we had a bonding moment over Maurice's ass. So thank you very much for that. But, you know, it's just... But aside from me having a good time with making a joke out of this, if this is what I can pull out of a match involving Edge, then that's a problem. Because if if you can take a bathroom break during this match and not care, and 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 we got four four people focused on a woman's ass <laughs> because 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 WWE's camera work is making us focus on on this woman's ass rather than the match. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, so, oh, go on. Hopefully, this is the end of of that feud. And look, I understand it. Edge wanted to work with his wife, and and they had a they had a good run. And I'm not saying the match was bad. Yes, I'm having fun talking about Maurice's out- outfit, but but the match wasn't that bad. I'm just, but did it need to go over twelve minutes? I don't think so. How, how do you think uh, Beth did? Um, I I really didn't know what to expect from her, but I thought she did pretty decent. Okay, because I'm, I'm just gonna say, uh, cause, uh like I. 
I hate TikTok. I'll say right now. I go on there because I follow a lot of wrestling content creators on there, and like I get a lot of like news, like about that t- that Brandy Rhodes T-shirt I showed you and stuff. And I oh god, oh god, can but, I just no, no but no, I'm, that I'm, was I'm, disgusting. I'm, I'm saying like that's how I find out a lot of stuff because I follow. <laughs> so people on uh, TikTok were doing that. Were saying like oh, Beth did. Excellent. This was a really great match. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Fuck right off. Fuck right off. I'm, I'm sorry. These IWC nerds drive me absolutely insane. They do. Okay, uh, rate this match. Uh, a two and a half out of five stars. See, this is confusing because 20%. Okay. This is twenty. This is out of a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Each gave it. Twenty percent gave it a one. Twenty gave it two. Twenty gave it a three. And twenty gave it a four. And 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 twenty gave it a zero. I I guarantee you. Every single bit of those higher ratings were all because of Maurice's ass. <laughs> and, and look, I'm not trying to be a disrespectful pervert. I I'm not. But I'm I'm just speaking I'm just speaking fact. I, I I'm sorry. I I'm, I know I'm 33 and my voice just cracked like I'm having puberty. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What is going on? Please, Kevin. I don't know where this show's going. <laughs> but you know, but some of these ratings are just an absolute joke. And then then we move on to the men's Royal Rumble match. This one went 51-10. In this match, we had. The following. AJ Styles at number one. Shinsuke Nakamura at number two. I saw this match already uh, in NJPW. Great match. Yeah. And um, and let me just say, I could have fallen asleep during this match. Actually, my my 10-year-old nephew fell asleep, you know, during this match. I got to tell you, I was jealous that I couldn't take a nap as well because this was so boring. Then we had, okay, here was the rest of the list. Then we get into this. We had Austin Theory, Robert Roode, Ridge Holland, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, Angelo Dawkins, Omos, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Seamus, Rick Boogs, Madcap Moss, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, Otis, Big E, Bad Bunny, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, and number 30, of course, Brock Lesnar, the winner of the 2022 Royal Rumble. Look, and it, it makes perfect sense, like, given how everything played but, out. I have, a, I have a question. Where's this forbidden door that they kept talking about? <laughs> well, they, they were talking about it because, you know, Nikki James appeared in the Women's Rumble with the Impact title. But that's, that's not a forbidden door thing. We already knew that she was going to show up. And that's not the first time another company's title has been on WF television. I know. 
Because they had in in ninety eight they had the NWA title on uh, Raw. Well, you you and I both know that because we actually pay attention to history. You know, but these online these online numb nuts want to want to talk about the forbidden door like it's a real thing. It's not. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's, it's, no, you say you say uh, this was boring. You, your rating would be. My rating would be a two out of five stars, and that's being very, very generous. Extremely I, 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 generous. I, I, I am confused by this rating here. 33% gave it a one, while 33 gave it a four. And 17% each gave it both a three and a zero. Well, I, I agree with the zero and the one, people. That, that, you know, that was that's pretty good. But, um, but look. Okay, because there were a couple eye-rolling moments here. Okay, Kofi tried to pull off one one of his Houdini acts. Oh, you can tell he he got hurt. Well, well, we're just based off the velocity with which he shoves off the the top rope. When he landed on that barricade, holy jeez. I mean, his, his ribs... I would be floored if one of his ribs wasn't cracked. Um, because, holy crap. Um, so that didn't work. Ben? Yeah. Can you talk about this for a while, for a few minutes? Uh, yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, cool. It's nine o'clock. Yeah, so, yeah, so Kofi's... Attempted Royal Rumble heroics uh, did not work, um, and then um, he came out at number twenty-four. And then shortly thereafter, um, here comes Bad Bunny, and um, you know he had two eliminations uh, in Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler, and I I found it interesting because. Uh, Dolph Ziggler actually has, I believe they said, the the second most Rumble appearances behind Kane, and then the guy in third place is actually Kofi Kingston. Um, and when I heard that stat, you know, obviously I knew about Kane, but if you had told me um, that um, Dolph Ziggler and Kofi were in the other spots. Uh, you know, I'm going to be shocked, and I definitely was when I heard that. Um, and the the one thing, the one entrant that honestly really surprised me, um, and made me happy at the same time, was uh, Drew McIntyre, because um, you know I thought that he was going to be out for a very long time with, with the neck injury, the way that it was reported. Um, and of course, um, we remember uh, not too long ago on SmackDown that he was uh, written off TV via an attack by uh, Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin. And, um, you know, so it's good that he was able to come back. Um, but I was, uh, like I said, I was extremely surprised by that, um, because I thought he had an injury that was much worse. 
Um, so I was happy about that. And of course, he got his revenge on uh, Madcap and um, Heavy Corbin by eliminating them. And then uh, sh- shortly thereafter, um, here comes um, here comes R- uh, Randy Orton and uh, for the hometown pop, but he he didn't last long. I think I think maybe that was uh, that was before. Uh, hold on, let me let me just make sure that I that I got that right. So yeah, Madcap. Uh, let me see. What are you looking for? I'm I'm trying I'm trying to make sure that um I'm trying to make sure that the that the McIntyre stuff happened before Randy's entrance. I think it did. I'm pretty sure. You mean McIntyre and Brock? No, no, so um, so. Uh, Randy came out, but that was, that was was that after or before Drew, Drew eliminated Madcap and Happy Corbin? Uh, let me check on that. So, Ray, what number did Randy Orton come out at? Uh, he, I I want to say he, he, uh, oh yeah, he was number twenty nine. Um, I. I can't, uh, I can't remember offhand, uh, when that happened. Oh, no, okay, so it, it had to be right, right around the same time, because I know, I know Orton and McIntyre were in the ring at the same time. Okay, I know, uh, Riddle and Randy Orton eliminated Otis, um, and, uh, Big E. Brock Lesnar eliminated Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon, and then Lesnar eliminated Orton. Okay, so, so yeah, it's, they they were in the ring at the same time, Orton and McIntyre. Yeah, so so okay, so the eliminations happened uh, pretty much around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure I got that right. And I get. Um, oh, go on. You know, I was just gonna say, I really didn't like this rumble because it's as, um. Because you you had to wait until um, the uh, the Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match to kind of figure out what was going to happen, and and it the the ending should never be so obvious before the Rumble even takes place, and based on what happened on Monday Night Raw. Not only was the actual Rumble match pretty bad, but based on what we saw the next night, I have to ask, what was the point of having the Rumble in the first place if Brock Lesnar is going to automatically get into uh, the Elimination Chamber with uh, Bobby Lashley? Okay, is this right? I'm looking at the uh, rating for the Rumble event itself, that whole pay-per-view. And, and what what site are you using, and what is the rating? Uh, I'm I told you I'm using uh, the wrestling uh, the wrestlingdata.com. Okay, so okay, that, so it's that, that website one. that yeah that I told you I I love this website. Pro Fight is okay if you want quick results like Monday Night Raw, whatever. 
If you want, like, uh, stats and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 20, okay, 10%, uh, only 10% gave it a five star. Well, you, you have, you have to be a drooling brain dead dumbass if you gave this a five star rating. 18% gave it four. Well, I would still put you in in the drooling brain dead category if you gave it a four. And 18% gave as well as 18% gave it a three. Well, they must be God-fearing individuals because they they were they are being awfully generous. Twenty-one percent give it a two. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting down to the level where I can understand where these people are coming from. Eleven percent give it a zero. Well, twenty-three percent gave this pay-per-view a one one star. Well, I completely I completely agree with that analysis. Absolutely. This match was absolutely atrocious. And you know how um, on uh, the last show we reviewed the 2007 Royal Rumble? Again, this was uh, actually the whole pay-per-view got a one-star from rating. Well, I I agree with that rating because this show sucked, by and large. But remember how we were talking about the 2007 Rumble on the last show? That was a weird uh, Rumble, seriously. <laughs> no, no, but I... It was, it was yeah, no, I remember, good. I remember. It was very good, I thought. And I'll tell you what, it, this Rumble made me miss the Rumble, the Rumbles of days past. In fact, I was looking up the Rumble, uh, the 2007 Rumble, now, now, because... You have to be logged into this website to see ratings. So I, I registered just for that purpose to like see the ratings. So like we could uh, make it to make uh, the show better and like make when we're reviewing these pay per views. Yeah. So I was looking up a Rumble two thousand six. I mean two thousand seven. And let me pull up what I found here. For the Rumble, okay? Yeah. I think it took place on uh, January 29th. Or 28th, I believe. What, the the 2007 one? Yeah, I I believe it took place on the 28th, right? Um, let me look. Yes, yes, on the 28th. Okay, so... I went to look at the match rating for that the the rumble match itself, and this is what I found. So for the rumble match itself, eighty two percent gave it a five star. I I can see that. And overall, the pay per view itself got a got a five star rating. Well, I, like I said, I don't, I don't disagree. So I'm like, oh, you know, like uh, it wasn't all bad. It was just like some of the matches, like yeah, JTG and Lansky, the the Harley, the Bobby Lashley test for the ECW title. Uh, Batista. That, ma- and, uh, that that match was terrible. Bobby Lashley versus Test. In fact, let me uh, pull that rating up. Thirty-eight percent gave it a one star. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it was a one-star situation. My God. All right, so is that all we have for the Rumble? 
Uh, yes, sir. All right, that is our review of the Royal Rumble 2022 edition. Ben, now we're getting into the fun stuff. Oh, very, very nice. Oh, hold on, hold on. We have a fans movie we'll right back. All right, Ben, I have a top ten list for you. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I, I want to start by saying I highly disagree with this list. The Ember Jackson, I, I am calling you out because this list is atrocious. What's her name? Her handle on TikTok is The Ember Jackson. Okay, well, this, this is a lady, so I'll try to be more gentle, but holy crap. Okay, are you ready? Now, as I, as I, I've done in the past, I will play all ten songs, then I will tell you what order they appear in. So, what, okay, so this is what, top ten songs? It just says ranking WB theme songs. Oh my god. So it's it's not not like any specific thing specific, it just says ranking WB theme songs. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Torture our little brothers. <laughs> oh, so now I'm a little brother now. Okay, I, I get it. At number six, we have Bianca Belair. <laughs> 
my God. Here are the top five. Uh, Number five, Roman Reigns. Oh, oh my fucking God. Number four, Becky Lynch. Oh, go fuck it. I gotta remember this was made by a woman so I don't, you know, blow a gasket on the air. Okay. And number three, Liv Morgan. Oh my god. Who mean to tell me that, that Lacey Evans ranks above Ricochet and. Oh my word! Liv Morgan ranks above Roman Reigns in Z music. Really, um, Amber Jackson, B. Amber Jackson, whatever your name is. Um, I promise you, I'm a nice person, so please don't, uh, please don't take this too personally. I would kindly ask you to stop making lists. You belong nowhere near professional wrestling list. Whatsoever. And number two, Randy Orton. Uh, and number one, Edge. Oh, well, I, I agree that Edge has a pretty sweet theme song, but my God in hell, Edge. That, that suck. Now, Ben, I also have a surprise for you. I found a trivia, and I, but I didn't tell you what it's going to be until now, okay? So... Here we go. I have four questions for you. Okay. And this is Lita Trivia. Okay. Are you ready? Absolutely. Number one. Who did Lita defeat to win her first women's title? Stephanie McMahon, Trish Stratus, Mickey James, or Molly Holly? Um... Stephanie McMahon. Correct. Number two. How many titles has Lita won? Zero, two, or four? Four. Correct. At what number did Lita enter the 2018 Royal Rumble match? Five, ten, fifteen, or twenty? Ten. Five. Oh, okay. Last question. What year did Lita enter the WWE Hall of Fame? 2008, 2010, 2012, 2014? 2014, I think. 2010. Oh, God. Okay. So there we go. That is a short well, Lita well, trivia. Well, well, that makes me feel old. Jesus Christ. All right. Fuck me. No, thanks. <laughs> well played. So that that is your leader trivia now. Ben, now we're gonna get into my favorite part of the show, time warp segment. Very good. All right, and uh, the first one, because I've been saying this for for a few days now. I'll be right back. Hold on. Okay. I've been saying this for a few days. I have two more uh, shows from Japan that I really want to get out of the way. Okay. Especially with some of these names that I still can't believe I I can uh, pronounce. I can't believe it either. 
So we're, we're gonna go in the order that makes sense: September sixteenth, and then September seventeenth. So we are at we are in Fukui, Japan, for September sixteenth, nineteen ninety one, WWF and SWS show. And we have five matches on this card. In the first match, we have the British Bulldog defeating Samson Fuyuki. Okay. Then we have Tatsumi Kidehara defeating Kanichi Oya. Naoki Sano defeating Masawa Orihara. We have Demolition defeating the Takano Brothers. And in the main event, Shinikuro Tenru, Ashurahara, and Takashi Ishikawa defeated Yoshiaki Yatsu, Haku, and Greg Valentine. Uh, you know I have to complain every time Haku loses, right? <laughs> I know you are a big fan of Haku. Oh, God. Okay. And our last Japan show, thank goodness. From September 17, 1991, nine matches on this card. Kenichi Oya defeating Akira Kariyama. Tatsumi Kidahara defeating Masawa Orihara. Greg Valentine defeating Fumihiro Nakura. We have the team of Apollo Sugawara and Nobukazu Hirai defeating Hikuru Kawabata and Tetsu Yamanako. Then we had Don Arakawa and Shunshi Takano defeating Goro Surumi and Hiroshi Hatanaka. Samson Fuyuki and Shinichi Nakano defeating Kendo Nagasaki and the Great Kabuki. The British Bulldog defeating Takashi Ishikawa. And George Takano and Naoki Sano defeating King Haku and Yoshiasi Yatsu and my co-host is getting furious, he's holding his anger in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the final match, Ashurahara and Shinichiro Tenru defeating Demolition. How do you have Demolition losing? Uh, well, I get, my only, um, my only thought is because it was a Japanese show. Well, that, that, was, that was my thought as well. I, that must be the only reason, because I would never have Demolition, like, well, why? I don't... I don't think any self-respecting wrestling fan would have Demolition lose unless it was against a fellow marquee tag team. Now, no disrespect to the Japanese um, wrestling. I, no. I I admit that I'm that I'm much less familiar with that, but it just seems to me that the only um, possible way you have Demolition lose is if you go against. Someone the caliber of let, let's say the the Road Warriors or um, or um, you know the Heart Foundation, someone like that. All right, now Ben, I found a w a card from a WWF WWF live event that was held at the Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens on Sunday afternoon, January the thirty first, nineteen ninety three. At 1 p.m. And a certain tiny little co-host of mine, who, who as of today, is five foot three, but back then was a lot shorter, Elio Canella. Well, hold on. How, 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 okay, all right. How old was I in 1993? Uh, 
Well, de- depend depending. Okay, yeah, I, I actually know. Um, so you were nineteen. However, um, this is January first, and your birthday is no, it was January thirty first. Sorry. Or January thirty first. Yeah. Um, and your birthday is March twelfth. So te- technically, you were still eighteen. All right. Okay. Uh, Are you having fun? Yes, I am having fun. Much like you you were having fun with the top ten list. So, uh, I'm much younger and less gray. Elio was in attendance at this show. I was, and I had good seats. I was sitting right over the entranceway, so I could see the wrestlers when they made their way out to the ring. Those are good seats. Now, in the opening match, we had Tonka defeating Damien Demento. Oh, God. Damien Demento. <laughs> Talk about a flash from the past. In the match number two, Randy Savage defeated Shawn Michaels by countout. Shawn Michaels retains the Intercontinental Championship. Well, what a match. Good Lord. Then we have El Matador defeating Skinner. <laughs> Matador. <laughs> Typhoon defeated the Berserker. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jim Powers defeated the Predator. No, no, no. Pardon me for asking, but uh, but remind me, who was the Predator? I honestly don't remember. Uh, okay, well then I don't have to feel bad for not knowing who the, the Predator is. Okay. In the next match, we had Bret Hart defeating Yokozuna by countout to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. What a match, good lord. The Steiner Brothers defeated the Beverly Brothers. Wait wait a minute, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna was not the main event? No. Good lord, that's surprising. Then we had the Steiner Brothers defeating the Beverly Brothers. Razor Ramon defeated the Big Boss Man. Jesus Christ. Was this a house show or WrestleMania, for God's sake? <laughs> right? In the main event, Mr. Perfect defeated Ric Flair. My man, I, I always have a soft spot for Mr. Perfect. So that is the third show that we have for Time Warp tonight, and Ben... We have audio clips because guess what? What? We're firing up the DeLorean. We are going back to February 9th, 1990 for North American Wrestling Association. John Studs is on commentary tonight. I never even knew he did commentary. Neither did I. And here we go with the first match. Thank you and good evening. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, weighing 245 pounds, Trent Knight. Oh, 
Smash. Oh God! There's, there's a trivia question. We have an interview coming up.
Lucky boys. Sounds like Hulk Hogan. What's that? He sounds like Hulk Hogan with the well. Let me tell you something. <laughs> See, they were having, they were feeding with steamboat. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fine. Samidi, and I'll get into I'll get into him in a minute. <laughs> ben, yep. Baron Samidi, you know him better as the Godfather. Oh God! Holy shit! This is the way the announcer says the guy's name. Yeah, they're not a receiver. 
And to close out the show, we have an interview. Really, he's very popular with the ladies. Always that guy, you got his name right? <laughs> Association from February 9th, 1990. Ben, what do you think of that show? I'll tell you what, it sounded like one hell of a show. Well, uh, um, not this Saturday because we're going to give the DeLorean a break. But the following week, uh, we're going to have, I believe, Championship Wrestling from Florida and International Championship Wrestling from 1991. The Florida one is from 1985. Oh, very good. We're going way back. We are going way back. Some of this, some of these matches that took place on this card, I was like 11 years old. <laughs> well, I wasn't even a thought. <laughs> All right, so we should get into wrestling roulette. Absolutely. All Let's right, so the way this works, I play 10 seconds of a clip. My co-host just has to guess whose theme it belongs 
it belongs to. Which wrestler the theme belongs to. So, Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Alright, first track, here we go. <laughs> This is one of the ones I'm going to kick myself with, um, because I recognize the beat. It sounds like, I know, I know it's not, but you know what, it, you know what, it, you know what, I'm just going to go with what my first thought, just for shits and giggles. Sound because it sounded like Big Daddy V's theme. No. Well, I, I know it's not, but that, I mean, that's Oh, I don't know I'm saying. Is that your answer? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said no. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah that, that's what it sounded like. Oh, Who yeah. was it? That is K-Quick. Oh, fuck. Okay. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. A man that used to be one of my favorites... But now, now it's just like, you know, WWE has made him so useless that like every time he's on, on TV now, it's like, oh, bathroom break because I can't even bring myself to care anymore. Because he's been there for almost twenty years in two years, and they just keep making him look like a joke. Exactly. All right. So track four, or is it track three? Track three. Track three, yes, okay. Here we go. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Two and one. Here we go. Hmm. I'm just gonna uh, take a wild stab here. Um, the Ascension. No, that is Christopher Daniels. I don't even know what to say to this. AE, these AEW themes, they are so terrible. I mean, I've never even heard that. I mean, uh, these AEW themes He never suck. even, he never, he, it, it's supposed to be a lost theme. He never even used it. He used, to, he used to use SCU. Can, can you, can we skip that one then? Because, you know, if we're like, you know, no one's ever heard that thing, why, why is that even on there? Track number four. Four. Okay. Very good. Sounds like somebody's cracking coconuts. Um, 
what? No, uh, no, it wasn't. I, I don't. I have no clue. That is the Latino World Order. Holy shit! Okay. I hear track five. Mickey James. Hey, track six. Well, sounded like, you know, a cross between Ultimate Warrior and John Laurinaitis as a skateboarder. Um, <laughs> goddamn. Um. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That is Penelope Ford. Once again, these AEW teams suck. They, they, should be, they should be vanquished from this show, my God. Okay. <laughs> Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. You know when I first, when I Ted DiBiase Senior to be specific, since we're uh, since we're gonna be on WPOV and they're gonna make make me be very specific. Now when when uh, someone told me that Ted DiBiase had the music, I'm like, wait, what? What kind of music would he have? And then when I heard this, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, that works. Because, I mean, you wouldn't think that someone like Ted DiBiase, like, what kind of music would he come up with, right? Yeah. Times she came out to this theme. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a, a track number. Okay, eight. so we're eight. So we're on nine. Yeah. For now, I have no clue. That is Jeff Jarrett. What the fuck is that? That that is uh. When, do you remember when he aligned himself with uh? Um. Oh, what the fuck? Southern Justice. Uh, Mark. No. Edinburgh. No. You don't remember that? That was in ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, when they uh. The they repackaged the Godwins. What? 
Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, they repackaged the Godwins. They used their real names, and they called themselves Southern Justice. Uh, no, no recollection of that whatsoever. All right, next one, track number 10. Here we go. Is that um, Kevin Nash, like, big? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, what? Diesel. Holy yeah. Holy Jesus. Like, no, did you, was that just a guess? No. I, no. No. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I knew that one because I, what, that was one of the first, um, honestly, that's one of the first themes that I really remember outside of uh, the NWO theme. Oh, okay. um, that was one that I just uh, I heard when I was young and I always remembered it. Oh, okay. Alright, here we go. Track number 11. 11. 11. Yep. That is the Alpha Academy. Holy. Alright. That's terrible theme music, but okay. (laughs) Alright, here we go. Track 12. Oh dear. Uh, uh, God. I don't know. That is Curtis Axel. Jesus Christ. So we are six and six. six. Track, yeah. track 13. Here we go. Yeah. Ziggles, you certainly want a lot of attention today, aren't don't you? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. No, it's not. I guess it is. No, it's not. <sighs> okay, Dolph Ziggler and, and Robert Roode, if you want to get really specific. All right, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Seven and six. That's what I actually have here, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're not including that one just because I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck that, that was, but that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Holy shit. Um, moving on. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess? Just um, Bray Wyatt, maybe? No. Okay. It is Lee Moriarty's theme. 
Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you know what? We gotta get rid of these AEW themes. They absolutely fucking blow. So you are 7-7 seven and seven right now. Alright, seven and seven. Track right. fifteen, here we go. Sounds awfully funky. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just because I have no idea, uh, maybe Jimmy Jack Funk? No. Okay. Okay, that is Aldo Montoya. A.K.A. Just Incredible. God, you know, who the fuck would ever think of that? Okay, do you want to know? Okay, are you ready for this? This is the title of his theme, okay? What a a chalk. Oh, Jesus Christ. Some, somebody needs to eat a jock track for thinking of that music. Good God. <laughs> Alright, 7 and 8, here we go. Track 16. Why couldn't, why couldn't they have just stuck with the original, um, you know, Keith Lee theme music? Why did they have to destroy Keith Lee? Uh, in, in related news, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is official as of either yesterday or today. I think today, um, Keith Lee's no com- no compete clause with WWE is officially up. Oh, and uh, before we uh, go off there, actually, I want to ask you a question about Please. something I heard. Okay, all right. So yeah, Keith Lee. So you are um, eight and eight, I believe. Yeah. Track 17, here we go. Okay, this is one of the ones that I'm going to kick myself, but it's also one of the ones I need five more seconds to identify because I really, uh, I don't know. Um, So who was it? Okay, that is Mike Awesome. Jesus Christ, man. Where, where do you come up with these themes? This is his WCW theme. Well, I, ne- I never saw Mike Awesome in WCW. So really? Really? No. I only saw him in, in um, ECW. Oh, wow. Well, you know, he was there around uh, 2000. Um, no, no I, I know he was there. Cause I, oh, I but, oh he, but you just weren't watching. Right. Because, oh, yeah. um, because I... Uh, I started, 1997 was just, I had watched wrestling beforehand, yeah. but 1997 is really when I really started to understand what was going on and kind of being able to follow characters. Um, and I remember that being a big deal around that time, um, that Mike Awesome was in, uh, had defected from, uh, ECW to uh, WCW. So we are eight and nine. Here we go. It's not nearly as bad as we, I've typically done these last couple weeks. All right, here we go. Track eighteen.
Oh, Christ. Um, uh, I don't know. That is Tyler Bate. When's the last time Tyler Bate had a match? I'm not even being a smartass. I don't remember, actually. Is he still with the company? Is NXT UK still a thing? NXT UK still a thing. You just don't really hear about it much. I think. I, and I, I really want to watch it. It's just that you don't really think that, oh, it's 3 p.m. on Thursday afternoon. It's time to watch NXT. It's not no. like it's not like you sit down and think, oh, I got to watch NXT. It's 3 p.m. No. Yeah. Plus, it's kind of weird watching wrestling get three days after dude. You got nothing better to do. Yeah, well, I do. No, no, no but I'm saying, right? Yeah. Say, like wrestling, you're supposed to watch wrestling at night. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so eight and ten, here we go. Track number 19. Uh, Coco Beware, maybe? No. Like a remix or something. Okay. Well, who was it? Chavo Guerrero. Oh, did... No, it's... Oh, God. I've heard Chavo Guerrero's theme music. That's not it. What is this? That is Chavo Guerrero. Oh, God. Okay, okay. All right. I even have it here, right there. Boom. Chavo Guerrero. It's called Chavo's Groove. How groovy. <laughs> Alright, so we are 8 and 11. Three more, Ben. Here you go, 19. No, this is 20. So, 20. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 let me read you that. Hold on. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo Cesarios. Yes. Alright, 9 and uh, tw- 9 and 12? Or 9 and 11? Yeah, 9 and 11. Yeah, 9 and 11. This is the last track. 21. <laughs> Karma. Twenty and yeah. Ten. I was ten and eleven. Ten Not and nearly ten. as bad as usual. Ten and eleven. You didn't do too bad. Very good. Uh, all right. So um. Oh yes, I was going to ask you about um. Hold on, fans will be right back. Alright, Ben, you brought up Keith Lee earlier. Um, I heard something about the AEW is a mystery signing. They're signing a big name. Um, I have I haven't heard that. Um unless you're talking about news that was floating around like two, three weeks ago. 
I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I guess that must have been because, like, I, I, when I'm looking, okay, like I mentioned previously, I use TikTok, I get, like, wrestling news from there. Yes, and, like, and, uh, some... and these terrible lists that Elios subjects me to. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and um, you know, er, like, earlier on in, in tonight's show, you subjected me to the list of, um, you know, some top ten greatest themes, and uh, I I gotta tell you, um, the fact that Lacey Evans was on the same list as Edge, <laughs> and and some other classic themes, you know, you must be smiling like a Cheshire cat when you put these together because you do it on purpose to piss me off. I, I I came across this accidentally. Like I don't go looking for these lists. <laughs> but uh, but that that one list that I did, uh, you didn't uh, go off on any rants because you somewhat approved that list. The one with yeah. Drew McIntyre number one. Yeah, well, well, Broken Dreams by Shaman's Harvest is a damn good theme. Yeah. All right. Um. So. That it was wrestling roulette. Uh, give me a minute here, but we'll be back shortly. All right, so that was uh, wrestling roulette. Um, so now we are going to uh, plug some stuff here. First of all, wrestling POV has T-shirts available. Seven different designs at prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling POV, nineteen ninety nine each. And also, you can find that show with Tony Diaz, $50 Man Clay Cummings, and myself on Saturdays. And that is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, and Pandora, as well as Spotify. And, uh, and you can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Pretty much, any, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, and Elio, um, I I cut myself off from cutting you off, but um, should we should we announce what we got going on this weekend? Yes, I was just getting to that. I was yes. gonna, I was just finishing up uh, so you can find this podcast with myself, Elio, and Ben. And that's on Saturdays as well. And uh, Ben, uh, make the announcement about what's going on Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday morning I will be joining Elio uh, and company on Wrestling POV for the first time. I am very excited about this. It's been uh, it's been teased for a while, and uh, my name was finally brought back into the conversation, uh, courtesy of my co. So I'm very excited. To uh, join join in on my maiden voyage there, and that is why we did not cover the uh, weekly shows on on this episode, at least not Monday Night Raw, because it was early in, in the week. It still is, uh, you know, Tuesday night as we record this, but um, but at least we got away with. Uh, not doing Monday Night Raw for one night, and and somebody else can do that job on the other podcast. And uh, of course, uh, we have the hot tag news as well as the Facebook poll and the book Five Second Shuffle with the Weekend Wrestling. 
all of it. Ben, you're going to hear all about that on Saturday. God. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> When I sign into to that room, am I going to have any monsters on the other ends to scare the shit out of me? Do you scare, do you scare your other kids? No, 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 not, not in that show, no. I'm going to give you a break. Okay, so that, that um, shenanigans is uh, exclusive to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. PNC Exclusive. Exactly. So, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Hold on, hold on. Before we uh, close the show, Ben, you have numbers. Oh, oh, yes. How dare I? Yes, I do have numbers. And Uh, before before you go on, we just do this uh, for nothing more than just keep keep track of the show for ourselves, just to see how the show is doing. Because and uh, we started doing this since. I was presented with numbers over the holidays, which I still have no words uh, for, like, how amazing that was. So, thank you again to all the listeners that tune in every week. Absolutely. And uh, and to that end... Hold on, hold our, on, hold on. Drum roll. Yes, our, our new total number, as I'm looking at it right now, is... Four thousand three hundred and sixty-six. Wow! And for this month in particular, uh, and this is January. Yeah. So, so there's there's two um, different numbers that cover January because each one covers a specific a specific uh, span of dates that that include January. So, the latest one, which goes from. Uh, January 18th all the way through the uh, February 16th, which obviously is a cycle that hasn't ended yet. Uh, but so far in that one, we have 43 plays, and then in the previ- in the previous one that includes half of J- the first half of January, from December 18th to January 16th. We got 119. Wow. Uh, so we're we're doing uh, we're doing quite well in this particular cycle. So that is um, shout out to you guys, the, the listeners. We definitely appreciate yeah. you, you for doing that. And then as I'm scrolling down further on my analytics, uh, we have a new country that has joined. The ranks oh, of PNC really? exclusive listeners. Okay, what do we um, have? We have Panama. Hello, Panama. Yes, which has joined the ranks of 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 foreign countries such as uh, China, Ireland, Germany, Sweden, Russia, the UK, Egypt, and Brazil, as well as Saudi Arabia. And on on the subject of Saudi Arabia, we might as well uh, tell you this now. Yes, bring that, bring it up. Yes. Um, usually, uh, we don't cover the Saudi Arabian shows on this podcast because, um, quite frankly, neither myself or uh, or my co-host enjoys doing that because we can't stomach the shows very easily. Um, we, we just have our own 
uh, strong viewpoints on uh, on the Saudi Arabian WWE deal. Um, plus, it starts at 12 p.m. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not waking up thinking, oh, I have to sit down and watch your pay-per-view. It's 12 p.m. Yeah, and, and well, and that's the other part. But um, usually, uh, when WWE has has done this special in the past, it airs in October. So that that's not really a critical time of year. So so it's been much easier to choose to skip it. However, um, due to the fact that uh, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is taking place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia this year. That is obviously directly on the road to WrestleMania, and and these matches will have a very heavy uh, impact on what WrestleMania turns out to be. So, uh, from that perspective, we kind of have to cover it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It's called Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Because it, it would have been so much easier to skip it if it were called the other, the other name. Yeah, but you know, but given the fact yeah, of that's you know, what I'm we not, saw, I'm saying I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just so used to like Elimination Chamber, like in the U.S. Yeah, well, you know, and it's it's funny because me and me and my friend were discussing this um, the other night. You know, and this is one of the other problems with WWE. Without getting uh, without getting political, this is something else. Um, you know, they have gimmick pay-per-views for the sake of gimmick pay-per-views. Uh, now, back in our, back in our day, the gimmick pay-per-views had a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was to, to end feuds, to start the next big program whatever, what have you. Now, they just do, like, Elimination Chamber matches for the sake of doing Elimination Chamber matches. It's not it's not to blow off a feud or build up a big storyline or anything. They just do them for the sake of doing them. And, you know, I, I can't stand that. That gives me almost as big of a headache as WWE's camera cuts on weekly television. <laughs> Oh, oh! You know, I can't. I can't ben, stand that. Then wait till Saturday. Oh, oh! We 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 have we have a big problem with that on the show. <laughs> well, sir, well, the sir, fucking why? camera, the fucking camera cuts. We put Kevin Dunn in the book. We put Kevin Dunn's camera shots. Well, no, Kevin Dunn's camera cuts. Well, can we just put Kevin Dunn in there as, just in general because he's a he's a goon. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you have any suggestions, you can bring it up. If you have suggestions for something you want to put in the book, well, well, first first of all, I have to I have to wait till Saturday to make that determination because I have to I have to know exactly uh, what the parameters for the book are. You know the criteria, so. Um, but once I know that, I'll probably have a suggestion or two. But in, but in the meantime, uh, we will we will uh, say goodnight for now, and uh, we will uh, see you for a PNC double feature. Because in addition to um, our guest spot or my guest spot on Elio's podcast, um, the host of. Uh, 
POV Global or WPOV. Did I say POV? Yes, I said WPOV. But you um, said Global first. Well, excuse me. All right, go on. Um, but, uh, you know, he'll be coming on our show to reciprocate. So it's going to be a fun, uh, action-packed day on Saturday, and we hope you join us for that because lots of festivities happening there. So. All right, fans, for my co-host, Ben, I'm Elio. This is the PNC Regression Wrestling Podcast. And, Ben, if someone tells us that they can't find our show but they'd like to listen to us, what do you have to say to that? I have to say, learn how to use a computer. We're everywhere, motherfuckers. All right, well, we're going to have to work on that. All right, fans, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Colossal, we come these renegades.